Welcome to the Becoming a Primary Source podcast. Today's topic, COVID-19, also known as the coronavirus. I think it's important to address a common question regarding coronavirus diseases. Essentially, coronaviruses are a group of related viruses that cause diseases in mammals and birds. Specifically, we've learned that in humans, coronaviruses cause respiratory tract infections and range from mild to lethal. There are, of course, a large range of symptoms and they could appear from two days after exposure up to 14 days after exposure. And these symptoms that may result in a positive COVID-19 case are fever, cough, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, fatigue, muscle or body aches, etc. We've also learned that Emergency warning signs for COVID-19 are trouble breathing, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, new confusion, inability to wake or stay awake, and that of these warning signs for COVID-19, if someone is exhibiting any of these signs, to seek emergency medical care immediately. With coronavirus and the spread of the disease, we've learned up until this point, as now we're in June 2020, that even in Morris County, New Jersey, there's 6,279 confirmed cases cases to date. And unfortunately, there are around 600 deaths in the county. If we're talking about New Jersey as a whole, confirmed cases is close to 200,000. Again, unfortunately, the deaths in New Jersey is close to 13,000. When we talk about the United States as a whole, it's nearing 2 million confirmed cases. I think it is important to consider that there is a huge um, death rate with people that have pre-existing health conditions, which is something that we've learned, and over a certain age. But we've also learned that no one is necessarily immune because there are cases around the world of younger people exhibiting symptoms of COVID-19 and even testing positive for COVID. And there are some cases, unfortunately, of people passing away. Then when we are looking into worldwide, the amount of confirmed cases, it's near 7 million, which is, of course, a very staggering number. And when we compare it to the amount of people that have passed away, there's around 400,000 deaths from COVID up to this point, which like I said, we're in June of 2020. 
I think as well, it's important to realize how quickly this disease spread and that it went from an epidemic to a pandemic. Now, as of December 31st, back in 2019, the World Health Organization was alerted by the Chinese government about thousands of pneumonia-like cases. At that point, we did not know of COVID-19. The only real comparison in the medical field that the Chinese medical system knew of was to relate it to pneumonia. Um, This occurred in Wuhan, China, as a lot of people are aware of. By the 1st of January, the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention, which we also know, know as the CDC, identified a seafood market in Wuhan, China, was suspected to be the center of the outbreak. Now, the timeline sort of goes every other day or a couple days for leading with um, from the first report of COVID in China, which is the seventh, is the first reported death from COVID-19. This specific patient was a 61-year-old man. So that's where we sort of get the the background for the age range and also the pre-existing health conditions that people should be aware of with this spread of the disease. At that point, of course, it was an epidemic um, and had not spread to the United States that we knew of. Now, by the 13th of January, the World Health Organization, or WHO, reported the first case that was detected outside of China, and this was in Thailand. Now, we definitely see a trend of cases, one by one, popping up across the world. Um, And of course, we'll later see, um, going through the timeline, that the cases, once they reach the United States, we see the drastic spread of cases and unfortunately deaths in the United States. So like I mentioned, um, later in January, the 16th to be exact, Japan actually confirmed the first case of the, someone being infected with the coronavirus. Um, and then a couple of days later, we see on the 20th of January, South Korea reported that they had their first confirmed case of COVID. January 21st is the crucial date where the United States announced um, their first confirmed coronavirus case. And this man was in his 30s, which to what we previously knew and what the World Health Organization and CDC later um, was making public and making sure that it was publicly known um, of who could be affected with this disease. 
So this man was in his 30s living in Washington State. And by the next day, the 22nd of January, China's death toll jumped from um, essentially one person who had the case, had a case of coronavirus to there's 17 deaths with the cause of coronavirus. And there was 550 new infections the same day. So that's also where we see how fast this can spread to and also the ratio between people that are infected and again unfortunately people that do pass away and something i think is interesting is how we're looking back on china and how this is it was a tell like telltale sign of how it was going to affect the united states the amount of cases per death. So if there's 550 new infections, if one person is infected, they infect 10 people. Those 10 people infect another. Like, it's just crazy thinking back to how fast it spreads. Um, North Korea actually closed its borders to all foreign tourists um, the next day or my bad, the same day, uh, the 22nd of January. So if we're also looking to the day of the 23rd, that's the specific date where China places um, the whole country under quarantine. Similar to the U.S., how all flights, trains, um, buses, subways, and ferries were suspended. Um, There are no transportation leaving the city they're all canceled suspended and then we'll also look we also look at how the world health organization responds to the outbreak and at that point in late january they did not constitute a public emergency and it was not an international concern at that point and the world health organization also mentioned that there was no real evidence of human to human transmission outside of contact which now like especially in the u.s it's still prevalent that we have to be six feet apart and we have to wear protection and hand sanitizer obviously to um control the coronavirus but also to you know protect ourselves protect other people um so now it's something that we have learned we have learned about the spread of this specific disease. Um later in January we also saw how France had its first two cases of coronavirus. So by that point we already saw a huge increase in the amount of cases in China of just specific infections. And after that we see that Canada had a confirmed case, and this man specifically traveled from Wuhan, China. Australia and Malaysia also confirmed their cases, their first cases the same day. Um, And then later, of course, we see that Germany confirmed its first case, and country by country, we end up with 18 countries beyond China having confirmed cases of coronavirus. On the 30th of January, the world... World Health Organization declared the outbreak a global public health emergency, and by that point, there was 9,000 cases reported worldwide. I think that's crazy to think of how 
it increased so fast the amount of cases. Let's talk quarantine. In the state of New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy signed executive orders implementing aggressive social distancing measures to further mitigate the spread of COVID-19, as well as implementing changes to upcoming elections to further mitigate, mitigate the spread of COVID-19. Mid-March is a pivotal moment where we began online learning. As of March 21st, 2020, New Jersey governor issues a statewide stay-at-home order due to coronavirus. During this time, non-essential businesses close to further mitigate the spread of coronavirus. For this segment, I'm here with my mom, Allison, to discuss tensions, anxieties, and experiences during lockdown or also quarantine. Hi. <laughs> Glad to be here. For my first question, I would like to ask, was quarantine or lockdown, which we're still in, a positive or negative experience for you and why? Well, I think it was definitely necessary because, um, you know, the statistics showed us that the disease was very contagious and people were dying. Um, so I think it was measures that we had to take um, as a person and a human that, you know, enjoys interaction with other people. It was very difficult to become antisocial and be, you know, kind of stuck in your home. But I do think there was benefits because I think in the past three months, you know, brought me closer to my kids and, um, you know, I was able to kind of participate with them during the day on some of their activities that I otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to with them in school learning and, you know, me in the office. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we, we have had the chance to get closer I see you halfway through the school day I'm like hi I'm just grabbing water grabbing a snack um for the second question I would like to ask if you have any predictions for what would happen in the future regarding the coronavirus well I hope we have a vaccine um I hope there's not something that is worse uh, coming around the bends um you know, because, you know, we just can't predict the future, I think, from an overall environmental perspective. I think people now appreciate the things that they have more. Um, you know, I've seen an outward, a different outward pouring of connectivity through social media and through other mechanisms than we have before. I mean, I personally connected with old friends that I haven't seen in a long time, which I probably wouldn't have done under normal circumstances. Um, but I think, you know, the world is changing. I think especially as it relates to any type of learning or um, operations in general. Um, you know, from my perspective, you know, a lot of businesses and retail establishments were moving towards like e-com, but now you can see more companies working remotely and now more students um, that are going to have access to even higher education because the question is going to come up, I think, um, you know, 
physical location and bricks and mortar are not going to be as important. So it'll give more access to people for education and more access to uh, people for employment. So I think there's a lot of positives that are going to come out of this. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, there is also, I don't know if you heard about college scandals that they're attempting to open in the fall with the idea to secure first year like tuitions or Mm -hmm. I guess whatever you all that like a like lock them in for payment or yeah for yeah. payment mm-hmm. but then just continue with online learning that's just a side note. um that's just what i heard i don't know if that's true or not um then for my last question i would just like to ask if you have any advice that you would give yourself or future generations if there were to be another incident of like a disease or any need for us to go into another stay-at-home order I think yeah I think you have to take it seriously I think you have to prepare and that's probably one thing as much as I thought I was prepared um, but I think it's a balance because you certainly don't want to throw people into a panic like we did this year when we saw you know the, the craziness with kind of the toilet paper and the food sources so um, I think understanding the resources that are available for people under a pandemic scenario will help the calm. Um, so I guess, you know, going forward, I just think I personally would probably be more prepared. I would listen to the advice sooner um, because it is no joke. And um, just really support people on the emotional side as well as the physical because it can be really tough for some people. Okay. Thank you for coming on to my podcast. <laughs> Glad to help. Have a great day. Bye. Like my mom had mentioned, there were definitely positive experiences from the stay-at-home order, quarantine, whatever the name may be. Uh, I definitely think there were also negative experiences. Um, So it's important to note that there was definitely a combination of both. Online learning, I feel like, was definitely a draw between both positive and negative experiences. I think the most positive thing I can reflect upon is the change of pace we had from in-person learning. I felt like we had the opportunity to have more of a balance with home and school life, which I definitely can appreciate. The only real negative thing I experienced is just very similar the change in pace and how like myself I can assume all my peers miss their friends and miss pep rallies and sports and anything that the school culture brings. In regards to my predictions for the future I definitely think there needs to be restrictions, there needs to be precautions, and there needs to be a better sense of leadership within the country and the world regarding epidemics, pandemics, diseases in general to further prevent this from happening again. I think it's horrible how many people have passed away from this. And of course, There were rising tensions with everyday people who 
who just want to get back to work and school and everyday life. So that I empathize with. And I think for the future as well, I hope there's also a vaccine or cure for coronavirus and further research could also find vaccines for other like diseases that could cause a similar situation that we're going through that could happen in the future. I would like to also mention for future generations that it's important to be grateful for the little things. And I think that's something I've definitely learned through this experience, that the little things matter, whether it's in school, athletics, being kind to people, or spending time with your friends. I think that balance and keeping gratitude is extremely important because like I've learned, you never know when that will be taken away and when you won't get a chance to do anything that you love or even something as simple as getting a a Starbucks coffee in the morning, I think has definitely been an eye-opening experience for me, um, to say the least.